It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is a wild, wild, wild Sunday afternoon here as the Cleveland Browns are attempting to, I would say, shock the world, especially after how this game started. But there, my mic not the right mic, Ant. Is that what you I said? don't think so. You sound a little, sound a little far away there, bud. But boy, do we have a game today, everybody. All right, now we go. Here we go. This should be much better. There you this go. Should be much yes. better. Yeah, the Browns, the two-minute warning has just started. The Browns are uh, – Attempting to come down and set themselves up for a game-winning field goal. Watson just completed a nice pass to Amari Cooper to put them at least in territory after a disastrous first down play. Anthony's a little ahead of me. I am a little ahead of Earl and G, so they'll be joining us here in a second. It is currently 31-30. to The Ravens lead after Greg Newsom finally got his first career interception. Dustin Hopkins missed his first extra point of the season. They are down by one. But like I said, they have the ball. They are driving and have a chance to win the game here. It's either going to be a win or a loss. There is no middle ground. They cannot tie. A field goal would win. A touchdown would win. And the Ravens are on their heels. And you're a little ahead of me. And I know you just turned the game on in the fourth quarter. My, oh, my. This has been an absolutely ridiculous roller coaster games with the highest of highs the lowest of lows. It started with a pick six. Then the Browns got a pick six of their own, and there has been about 7,824 crazy plays in between. Yeah, I I feel like I really missed out on a game this weekend, unfortunately, but I got back in time just to see that pick six by Newsom, and I couldn't be happier about it. He finds his first career interception, about time. That's the way you do it. Hey, waited for the perfect time, and I'm I'm anxious here just watching the commercials. Like, and I have... I have yeah. the tingles. I got the goosebumps. I got everything. I can't sit down. I will sit down and be a little more calm and presented here once the game concludes. Earl and G. Bush will join us. It is third and two at the two-minute warning. Ant, you're a little ahead of us, so you can react facially. If you're watching a two-screen experience, react gotcha. with Anthony's face. I'll kind of take you through this as we see fit. The Browns have three receivers, two Deshaun Watsons left on third and two here. The Ravens look to be bringing some extra guys. They hand it up off the middle, uh, up the middle to Jerome Ford, who picks up the first down to Cleveland's 45-yard line. What's interesting, Ant, is they attempted a Hill Mary at the end of the first half instead of letting Dustin Hopkins try to kick a 58-yard field goal. So that would tell me they think his range is about 55 yards as Watson drops back, and he is going to be – oh, he breaks out of the tackle. Okay, I'm glad you caught up to me. <laughs> oh, what a play by Deshaun Watson. Hey, we said this all week. I said it on the, the, the preview video I did this morning. You trade for Deshaun Watson for games like this where you're down two tackles. You're, Nick Chubb is out. You're on the road against the division rival. 
this is the game that you trade for Deshaun Watson for. Because guys like, and I'll use Baker Mayfield as an example, but it's not just Baker Mayfield. There are quarterbacks in the NFL that need the perfect situation around them to succeed. Then there are guys in the Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen category that can make something out of nothing. Deshaun Watson is supposed to be in that category. You get him for games like this in the second half. Guys, he's 14 for 14 in the second half. He just picked up the biggest first down of the season with his legs. He is playing like an elite quarterback so far in the second half. He was bad in the first half. We're going to rip him for his first half performance earlier. But so far in the second half, he has been stellar. A minute 24, first and 10. The Browns are right at the target field goal line, according to the Fox broadcast for Dustin Hopkins and Ant. My, oh my, what's your heart rate at right now, by the way? Uh, I don't have my Apple watch on right now, but I would assume somewhere around the 90s to the 100s. Through the roof. I'm at, uh, go for it. Yeah. There's 61 points in this game so far. These are the top two defenses in football. They combined to allow less than 30 heading into the game. Just think about that. Think about that. I got to say, I know we don't have Nick Chubb, but Jerome Ford's really playing his heart out right now. Ford's played phenomenal. Yeah. I I don't know what he's been like the rest of the game, but watching him right now has just been. Ooh. I hope that's a little foreshadowing for this next play here. And as Deshaun Watson's in shotgun, he takes the snap. He hands it off to Jerome Ford, makes the guy miss, picks up about seven yards, maybe eight. Oh, the pile keeps moving. It's going to be a first down for the Brownies. James Hudson flexing on the Ravens defense as the clock continues to tick away. That's a 12-yard run for Jerome Ford. They are well within Dustin Hopkins' field goal range, guys. They are well within field goal range for Dustin Hopkins. Is that a Browns tush push? Is that what we're going to call that? A 12-yard tush push? Uh, a little different, but we'll take it. <laughs> I'll call it a first down, and I will take it. A massive play in the stake of the Baltimore Ravens. Cleveland has been down and counted out multiple times. I had been getting tweeted at all day. Fire Stefanski, what are you doing on offense? Hey, Deshaun Watt, we'll save it. We'll save it. We got to get there first. We got to get there first. I'm like, I also don't know if there. you know this, but the Texans did win 30 to 27 to beat the, the Texans Bengals. did beat Cincinnati. Yes, they did. And I believe Pittsburgh beat Green Bay as well. And if you'll double check on yes, that. Yes, Pittsburgh were, won 23 to 19. 23 19. Okay. 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 Baltimore called a timeout there, I believe. Uh, yes, they just used their final timeout on my yeah. screen. All right. Well, so then you're a play ahead. They just used their second timeout. Yep. But so I got one of them. They're going to call another timeout. That means Cleveland's going to have a chance to run the clock down, kick a field goal for the dub, and leave Baltimore with maybe one of the more improbable victories of the year. They were down 14 points in the second, in the fourth quarter. The like, fourth run, quarter. How did this game start with run. that pick six? Was it just a bad pass? I, I was watching the play-by-play while I was out doing some the stuff. The very first play of the game? Yes. What happened? Yeah, it was, it, it was a very good play by Baltimore safety. I thought it was a lazy pass by Watson. But uh, it got tipped. He deflected it to himself and walked into the end zone. So hey, you gotta get kicked. You gotta get back up. So we'll take it. Hey, Deshaun did not play well in the first half. He's been stellar here in the second half. And you get a guy like Deshaun Watson for moments like this. And in the second half, he has been exactly what you'd hope a franchise quarterback would be. Second and nine. And hey, and all I ask you when we get to the last field goal. Yes. I know you're a little ahead of me. Don't don't react good or bad. Okay. Don't react good or this bad. This is going to take some acting skills. I don't have well, a good poker I'm face. Just, I'm not going to look at you, so you can react. Okay. Just don't say anything. If you want to go crazy, don't I'm, just, I'm just not going to look when we get to it. All right. That's a so, deal. It is second and nine. The Browns have their jumbo set in as Nick Harris in front of Kareem Hunt. Hunt gets at three, four yards. It'll be third and five. 
with the clock continuing to run. Baltimore cannot stop the clock anymore, guys. And Cleveland's going to have a chance to set the ball in the middle of the field for Dustin Hopkins, who's been stellar up to this point of the season. Except for and that, that missed exactly extra what point they just did. The Which I know you're a play behind, but that is that is exactly what they just did. What, put the ball in the middle? Yep. And yeah. they're about to call a timeout. Yeah. This is going to come down to it. This is all going to... I. And there's a 0% chance that about... Timeout with three seconds left. Ago, that 25 minutes ago, this was even possible. I, I, oh, I know. I, I was getting text updates from my buddy, and I'm just like, I, I got to get this game on. Oh I got to get goodness. home. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I wouldn't be nervous if Hopkins didn't just miss, but I, I he's, he's, he's got the, like, it's going to run down. And, I mean, and you know what? And this is your moment. You're ahead of us. You you react. They're lining you up react. now for it. You react how you react. I I will do what I can. Forty one yards. I will watch. I will I will react with you. I will react with you. I see Earl here, jumping He's on. Lining up for it right now. But Dustin Hopkins is walking out. And tell me when it's getting ready. So I'll shut up. Yep. All right. They are lined up. I'm waiting. Snap. Kick. It is good. Good. They have beaten the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm not going to watch this here. The Cleveland Browns have made it an absolute dynamite win in the Ooh. most improbable of fashions. Wait, wait, wait. There's a flag. A flag. There is a flag. If you hear extra screaming, it's my parents in the other room. <laughs> I apologize, everybody. What's the flag? Uh, there is a flag down on the play. I don't what? know what it is. Hold on. I got to turn up my. Uh... Oh, it's on the Ravens? On the Ravens. We're good. Field goal's win. good. The Browns you win. have done the damn near impossible. <sighs> Down that by flag 14 points in the fourth quarter to the Baltimore Ravens, the proverbial best team in football. And Deshaun Watson said, I don't give a flying F. He was flawless in the second half. He did not miss a single pass in the second half, going 15 of 15 leading. The Browns there he is. Down this means something to me, man. <laughs> this will mean something to me, man. Let's go. Uh, Earl. It shows a lot of heart, grit, determination. You talk about a game of ebbs and flows. The Browns down 14 nothing from the get-go. They come back. They had a horrendous drive to end the first half. Should have got points in it. At that point, you assume it's not going to end well for Cleveland. In the fourth quarter, once again, down 14 points. Here comes Greg Newsom. Here comes the Brownies offense, Jerome Ford, Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, you name it. Miles Garrett with back-to-back sacks, David Njoku refusing to go down. How about Dustin Hopkins making the kick when it matters? Guys, this is a total team effort. This is a signature win for Kevin Stefanski, and this is the statement win that we have been waiting for from the Cleveland Browns for the last year and a half, Earl. We're going to give Forrest credit. We're going to give Forrest credit because no matter how ugly it looked at the beginning of the game, this man stuck in there. He hung it, He hung in there. He gutted it out. He came out in the second half, was lights out, didn't throw an incomplete pass. And these are the moments that we've talked about over and over of why we traded for Deshaun Watson. And these big games and these big no moments against a big dog team, you go out there and you show that you're a big dog as well. I said earlier this morning, in order to be a big dog, you need to go be a big dog. And everybody who has something to say, all the chatter, this, that, and the third, man, 
we should all believe going forward that Deshaun Watson can lead us to victory against any team, no matter how ugly it is. That's why you play four quarters. That's why you play 60 minutes. It is absurd. And when I say absurd, I mean literally absurd to wrap your your mind around how this game concluded after how it started. Earl, go back to that very first pass attempt of the game. Very first pass attempt of the game. Kyle Hamilton. Now, kudos to Kyle Hamilton. Great play. Great play. (laughs) But that was a lackluster pass from Deshaun Watson. The whole first half. And this is what I said. And Earl, I texted y'all this morning. I tweeted it out. You get quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson to erase the warts. A guy like Deshaun Watson, when it matters most, can put everything else, all the drama in the world, behind him and lead a team to victory. He was bad in the first half, point blank period, end of story. And he was 10 times better in the second half than he was bad in the first half. And he deserves every ounce of credit for two things. One, not letting this team crumble. Because if you don't have a quarterback your team believes in, it can go quickly. The whole cookie can crumble before your own eyes. Mm-hmm. And two, when it mattered most, Earl, and I'll go back to that third down or that first down scramble right there. Deshaun Watson broke out of a sack, picked up 15 yards, and put the Browns in a position to not lose that football game. And that is, and we talk about the money. We talk about the draft picks. We talk about the status. You make a move like that to acquire a quarterback who can erase the other issues on this football team. I'll pass it to you guys in one sec. But let me, let me remind you this. The Browns just went into Baltimore and beat the Ravens without Nick Chubb, without their two starting left tackles, and they lost Denzel Ward in the first quarter. Scrubs don't do that. No, they don't. They don't. They don't at all. Scrubs don't do that at all, Mike, and you put that very eloquently. Like, you know, this team right here continue, continues to show that they can overcome adversity. This team continues to show that they battle-tested. David Njoku just told us earlier this week that these dudes believe in each other, that when they back us against the wall, they believe they can come together and figure out a way to find a way to, to come out victorious. This was a game that I said earlier today, I felt the Cleveland Browns absolutely had to have. And no matter how ugly this game was, see, we didn't sit here on this post game show before and we didn't complain and try to like dissect the ugly win. We're not doing that today, man, because we went to get we went against a big dog and a, and a game that was gritty and, and and grimy and something that you just had to grind out to the very end. The Browns found a way to, to, to come out victorious. Mike, when you talk about that 16 yard scramble to pick up that first down, you could just sense the soul being snatched out the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And to your point, that's why you bring Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, man, to go make big time plays in big time moments against big time opponents, man. This was a signature win for Deshaun Watson. This was a signature win for Kevin Stefanski. And you can look at the box score, and you're going to see Deshaun Watson's numbers overall game, 20 of 34. But I emphasize, man, what he did in the second half of that game, second to none. Kudos to him. Like, this dude, he he proved that this is why you go do what you did. And I had, man, listen, listen. What's funny is on Wednesday – we did on behind the glass. We did it Friday too. We had the whole discussion of does he have to quote unquote ball out, right? You look at the numbers in totality, he didn't ball out. You look at the second half, in particular the fourth quarter, he balled out. And we went back and forth for about 15 minutes on trying to define what balled out mean meant. Mm-hmm. And we came to the conclusion it didn't really matter what Deshaun Watson's stats looked like from the first minute of the game to about the 50th minute of the game. What mattered was minute 50 
to minute 60. And Deshaun Watson and Gio, I'll get to you in one sec. Deshaun Watson looked like a guy worth every damn penny in the last yeah, he did. of the football game. He, he, he really ball did. Out, you want to clarify whatever you want to say, call out 300? <laughs> Do you? I don't Do you? Say, damn, that's for you. What Do I you? About is when the game is on the line, do I trust my quarterback to lead my team down the field? And for the first time in a Cleveland Browns uniform, Deshaun Watson had the opportunity to do so, and Deshaun Watson delivered. And let's send it over to the main man, G. Bush, the mayor of the Kool-Aid Mafia. G, your Twitter timeline today was a roller coaster, even more up and down than the game itself. But my goodness gracious, G, how about those Cleveland Brownies? G, your mic's still not on. Fix your mic. We want to hear from the people. Oh, until we get G, I'll just, I'll just keep saying this, and I'll say this again. There are a little tiny minutiae that you could argue, you could point out, this, that. He was late. He was here. He was high, low, behind, whatever. At the end of the day, when it mattered most, Deshaun Watson made the play. You've been a Browns fan your entire life. Let me ask you this question. I want you to answer sincerely, honestly, and, and don't bullshit me, all right? For sure. Have you ever felt in your lifetime as a Browns fan that when you were down a point, two points in the fourth quarter with the ball, two minutes left, you felt confident in your quarterback to lead you on a game-winning drive? Have you ever felt gonna, that confidence? I, I'm not going to say that this is the first time I felt that confidence. There there was a season in 2007 that Derek Anderson just flat-out played outside his mind, right? And I can just remember that year in particular, I felt like, okay, if we, we get in a tough spot, he can do it. I'll say this, it's been a long time since 2007 that I've actually felt that. But I felt it today. And I think I tweeted it out like at 435 minute. Like I just I felt it. I felt it. And we talked about it. And I think my, you know, me and you were sitting here at one here Friday. And I looked at you. I said, bro, can I keep it real? I said, I, I hope that Deshaun Watson is somewhere and he's heard all the noise all week. And somewhere in private, he's sitting there like, man, I'm gonna F him up the chance I yeah. get. Just wait for me to get that chance, and I'm gonna show y'all that I, I'm still him. And Deshaun Watson showed us today that he's still him. And, and we did, we talked about this, and I asked, I think it was on Thursday, I asked Tyvis, and we asked David and Joker when he was on the show on, on Tuesday, Deshaun was that dude at Clemson, and he was that dude in Houston, to where when the game was on the line, to where it was alpha versus alpha, he raised his level to the utmost highest extent. Mm-hmm. And today, when it was Deshaun versus Lamar, and even fast forward to the first half, when it was the second half, when it was, hey, Lamar had a chance to go put the game away, right? Lamar had a chance to get a couple first downs. Browns don't get the ball back. Ravens win 31-30. It's ugly, but a dub's a dub, whatever. He didn't do it. And give the Browns defense credit. I'm not completely disregarding them. But then Deshaun did. And Earl, to me, the weight that has to be lifted off Deshaun's shoulders for oh, a second-half performance <laughs> like that and I'm curious, and I'm hoping, and I want the chat to chime in on this too. I think there's a chance that a game like that, legitimately, a, a performance, a drive, a situation like that, lifts the weight off Deshaun's shoulders to unlock him to whatever that next level of Deshaun is, to the more consistent play like we saw in the second half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Getting back to the 2020 Deshaun, not the numbers, but that caliber of player in a week-in, week-out basis. And I'm curious, I'm wondering if he had his own doubts in his head. Is this still in me? Am I mm-hmm. still that dude? Am mm-hmm. I still that guy? Can I be QB1 on a playoff contending team? And after today, 
I think those questions just seep out of his mind. And he is. He could be. The belief is there now. And I hope, I hope, I got to see it. I hope this is the start of a continued run of success like this for our guy, Deshaun. For me, I think it started last week, Mike. I agree with everything you said yet again. It started last week. And um, it's funny this morning, you know, I was talking to my boss, my boss at the other place who was at the game. And he said it was a couple moments in that game to where you can feel Deshaun Watson felt the love from the fans. You can feel the confidence uh, in him internally. And then you can see the confidence that his teammates had in, into him. And it was almost like something that seemed so complicated became so simple and it clicked. Mm-hmm. These boys got my back. This city got my back. All I got to do is go out here and play well, and I won't have to hear the noise. That's what Deshaun Watson need to know about Cleveland, right? You go out there and you put on for the orange or brown, and you go to war for this team in this city, and you do what you have to do to lead us to victory. And I promise you, regardless of what adversity you have been through in your life, this city will show you that we got your back. And Deshaun Watson, trust me, man, the city of Cleveland has your back. Next Sunday, when he take that field at home against Pittsburgh, it's going to go crazy when they introduce Ford. It is going to go crazy because not Mike, man, now, yeah. and I'm being all the way real, we knew we had a defense that traveled. By the way, that run game that, that, that people was questioning ran for 170 yards today. That traveled. And now I, I can trust my quarterback to, like, ball out, quote, unquote, when it's need to. Man, it ain't no reason in the world that not one Browns fan is walking around feeling like, we can't go beat anybody on any given Sunday right now. Hey, you got to back it up with a win next week against Pittsburgh. But this is as good a win as any team has had in the NFL this season. G. Bush is having some sort of weird technical difficulties. He was in here for a sec. We couldn't hear him. Now his camera's working. We're working on G. Bush on the back end. Anthony's uh, helping G. Bush get acquainted, and we want him to join us here in a sec. But, Earl, we'll get to Deshaun. I'm going to hold off Deshaun for one sec till we get G in here. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Shoot. Before, before you say something, yo, we're the three-way top for first place. <laughs> well, Baltimore still has seven wins, technically. Oh, yeah, they damn. They damn. Oh, they do. Oh, Look, God. I got a little head. And the only reason, I, only reason I know that is I did uh, is I did my headline, Browns win, shoot Ravens out of first place, and they were like, well, they still have seven wins. So, whatever. Like it, But, Earl, how about Kevin Stefanski? And I know I keep saying this, and it can't be overlooked, and I will die on this hill if I have to. The Browns could have folded 15,000 different times in this game, and they didn't, and they didn't. When does he get the kudos he deserves for not allowing this team to crumble? I think he needs to start getting it now. And I think that, you know, we've been fairly critical of Kevin Stefanski at times. And, you know, when you are part of a family, that's what you do. But at the same time, family also show love and give kudos when it's time to show love and give kudos. And all Kevin Stefanski has done seriously this year was put this team in a situation to continue to fight. Right. Just fight, 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 fight. There has been so much on the field and off the field adversity surrounding the Cleveland Browns. And yet we six and three when for the first part of the season, our quarterback really didn't play that great. Then we went through our quarterback being hurt. We went through the whole practice squad quarterback. You know, we went through, you know, the game or two where the defense was questioning if we were questioning if the defense was still that that good. And for Stefanski to continue to hold this thing together, the one thing that people don't realize is that this team plays hard for Kevin Stefanski. And when you have a team that, that refuses to quit on your head coach, I think that says a lot about the head coach, you know, all, all the way around the board. 
we got to start giving him some kudos, man. He stuck with the run. He seen what was working. He kept executing it. I felt like he put his offense in some uh, situations to have some success. And then his quarterback went out there and he did his thing. You know what I mean? And so it's like, this is a, this is the measuring stick win that I needed to see. You know, I've been walking around talking about the Browns can go play in the AFC championship game. Right. And the Browns just be the team. That's another AFC championship contender. I real I can double down on that statement. Now, when I seen Deshaun Watson play like that in the second half, when I continue to see this defense travel the way that the defense travels, and when I see this run game continue to travel the way that they travel. And I know we ain't got here yet, but, Mike, I think we are outside our minds having the audacity talking about Miles Garrett being a defensive player of the year candidate. That's ridiculous. Miles Garrett is an MVP candidate. Yeah, Miles Garrett is an MVP candidate for this season. This dude is playing outside of his mind. Forget just the defensive player of the year. We need to go ahead and start talking about this on another level. Yeah, I mean, defensive players, right or wrong, they never win MVP, but he's been as good as any player in the NFL this season. I'm going to try to get G ready. G, talk to us real quick. Yo, you hear me? Ah, we got G Bush. G, how about those damn Cleveland Brownies say? How about Deshaun Watson? You got two minutes here. The floor is yours. Give us all your thoughts. (laughs) See, look, they was, listen, they ain't want none parts of this smoke right here, man. They didn't want that. They was like, listen, cut this man's microphone off. No. We back in here. You can't hold down the Kool-Aid Mafia, and let's talk about it. Let's get all into this. Hey, Deshaun Watson, man. Hey, about time you showed up. <laughs> you and your posse. Listen, for all them cats that was talking at 2.30, for all them cats that was talking at 2.30, well, I've been saying it all week. It's an opportunity to get you a, a decisive win. This is an opportunity for you to show up and show out. And let me just say this, too. It don't matter what the yards was looking like. Shut your mouths. It don't matter what the yards was looking like. You tell me somebody that went in there and and all of the talk and all of the situations about he didn't want to play. He wasn't even hurt. He was beat up. He was bruised. His ankle was messed up. And he made the play down the stretch to get it done. Got, Got the first down, moved into position. And guess what? I like the fact. They told us, they said, we we believe in each other and best believe I was hot. I was hot when they missed that field goal. I was hot when he missed the extra point, right? But guess what? Delpit and the defense was like, hey, don't even trip. We got this. We good. We're going to give you another opportunity to make it right. Guess what? In the end, he did. He came back and made it right. And the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns at this point, got a signature win against the Baltimore Ravens. And let me just tell you, you got to play four quarters. The Ravens is telling themselves in that locker room right now, you got to play four quarters. The Browns almost gave it up in the first with 17 points again. But you got to play four quarters in this league. And guess what? It just shows up. Kool-Aid Mafia is always in the building. We never give it up. We always got our stuff on. We always drink it our Kool-Aid. We drink it. We drank the Kool-Aid today with no ice cubes, but we still got it done. You know what it is. No ice cubes. Around. Tell them, G. You made it with I'm tap so water, glad. too. I'm so glad you gave a shout-out to the defense there because that's where I was going next. We talked about after the Seattle game, and you go back, and, and I'm not going to reignite the third and three pass play conversation, but either way, after the interception, the Browns defense had a chance to go on the field up or was it tied? No, they were they were up. They were up 2017. And they let Seattle storm down the field, score a touchdown, almost untouched. I mean, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is still running right now if the end zone line wasn't 10 yards. Today, in not the exact same situation, but a similar situation, 
Get a stop and give your chance, give your offense a chance to get the win. The defense not only stepped up, but did it on three straight plays. We talked on Friday, G, about the Browns' three and out percentage this season on 57% of drives heading into this game. They forced their opponent into a three and out. That was the single highest three and out percentage I could find in pro football references tracking data ever. Not this year, not last year, not the last decade, ever. Ever. And today, when it mattered most, what did they do? Got pressure on Lamar, stuffed the run, and got pressure on Lamar again, forced a, a bad pass out of bounds, Man. incomplete. The defensive line, Jim Schwartz had those dudes pinning their ears back in the second half. Zadarius Smith. And let me say this. We talked about OBJ and Jadavian Clowney, their revenge game on the Browns, and kudos to OBJ. You got your touchdown. Clowney got your sack. How about Zadarius Smith playing his best game of the season against his former team? Yes, he team did. Too. Yes, and he James did. Coche, you know, we'll talk about that in a sec. Like, he against maybe a little espionage. <laughs> you know, he was in Baltimore for three years, fumbled on a 10. But how about Zadarius Smith? We had talked all week, Jadavian and OBJ, against the Browns. Well, kudos to Zadarius Smith getting back against his former team. What it matter most. The Browns defense, once again, in the biggest situation, came through big. And Miles Garrett. That. Hey, I got to laugh at it sometimes. It's almost like, I wonder what Jim Schwartz be doing, right? Like, I, I wonder if Jim Schwartz has come out there, you know, let 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 the opposing team show their hand in the first quarter, and then he huddle up, he huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. Everybody huddle up. <laughs> they did X, Y, and Z right. They will not do that no more. It seems like this has been a constant <laughs> for the last couple weeks, man. And for them to continue to make in-game adjustments to what the opposing offenses is doing, now, kudos to Schwartz, man, and kudos to that defense who, uh, let's just be honest, man, there were some moments throughout that game to where a lot of the guys that we're used to seeing play well, MJ Emerson, didn't play all that great. But to see them collectively tighten up as a unit and start shutting the Baltimore Ravens down, like drive after drive after drive, and even when the offense put them in a bad spot and the special teams put them in a bad spot, they still showed up. You know, after uh, Poche dropped that fumble, like it took 50 million penalties for the Baltimore Ravens to still find yeah. the end zone. Yeah. So like this, the, when I when I when I look at it like that, this defense came out, man, snatched their souls, and they never gave it back. And Lamar Jackson didn't know what to do after a certain point in that game. Hey, listen, hey, G, man. G, I, G, hold on one sec, real real quick, Earl. To your point about first quarter struggles, we're gonna talk about this on the show this week. The Browns and their plus minus per quarter, they're at least plus 12 in the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. They're minus 43 in the first quarter. It makes no sense. Just throwing yeah. out that they are, they are slow starters for whatever reason on both sides of the ball, not just defense, but offensively. And after the first quarter, boom, 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 they're as good as any team in football. G, back to you, but just keep that in the back. We're going to talk about that this week. Man, they better get that. They better get that crap to figure it out because they ain't going to, you can't win games like that. Yeah. They, 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 they dig themselves holes. And and sometimes you get away with it. Um, they got away with it today, but they got to start a little bit quicker. But let me let's just start by this, man. Let's just start by this petty tour. Where are them? Where are them Ravens fans in the chats? I don't see them like I used to see them over there. I'm over here looking for them. I'm over here looking for all that extra stuff. There you go. Wait, let me see my man's. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be petty today. See, here's the thing I told you about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson will give you a couple of them things, right? Lamar Jackson will make some plays. You'd be like, wow, that's great. But the Browns did what I told you they should have did. The Browns wasn't sitting back playing and letting Lamar do what he wanted to. The Browns, when it came down to the get down, was going after Lamar Jackson, making him make decisions. Hey, 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 Greg Newsom. 
And maybe picks is your thing. Maybe picks is your thing. Hey, he said, he said, hey, he told Jason Lloyd, kick rocks. <laughs> he ain't playing with y'all no more. He said, Tate put some respect on my name. And listen, it's a lot. And here's what here's here's what this teaches everybody. When you play in big time football, hey, we listen, I go crazy and I go crazy all the time. But you still throwing it's, it's shots to be thrown every single play of the game. When you playing prime time, big time football, only thing that matters is is who's the left standing at the end and who got that belt on. And right now, the Baltimore Ravens look like they was doing all good. It, they even made they even made uh, what's his name, Jonathan Vilma. You had to shut up a little bit. You had he to be te- quiet. He was terrible today. And you I had to be quiet. I, yeah, I don't really was. like announcers. I don't really get totally like involved Shh. with. I, I, he he was rough, man. I would. You was you was massaging their hamstrings. You act like you was a uh, uh, you act like you was one of the Michigan dudes that you was allowed on the sideline before the other games. Like you act like you be in their locker room before the games and then and praying with them and then go to the booth. Y'all got you lost too. At the end of the day, the <laughs> you lost too. At the end of the day, the Cleveland Browns got that thing done, and I hate the Ravens. Y'all gonna have to hold that. And all them little sly comments about the Browns used to be in the Ravens, kick all of the rocks. Guess what? You got that L73. The only reason, the only reason you got more more dubbed than us is because they made us have our bye week one. Right, we're the only team in the league with a bye week one and two. We we catching y'all boys. We we on the mark. We on the move. And Deshaun Watson, I cannot say it enough. For all of the two hundred thirty million comments. Y'all can shut the hell up for another week. For all the other people that's talking about he didn't want to play because he was hurt, guess what? He played hurt, got the win, and you at your crib. Get ready to fire that lawnmower up, too, because you got to cut the grass on Tuesday. Bush, we, we said this earlier. I want your take on it. We did this before you got in, but I was saying that a performance like this and especially a fourth-quarter game-winning drive like that could alleviate so much pressure and mental and the proverbial weight off your shoulders from a guy like Deshaun with everything he's gone through with all the – criticism, the contract talk, the picks, the allegations, they're not performing. A game like this could just kind of make all of that evaporate into the atmosphere. You've been in a situation where you've played, you've gone through some drama. When, when you have a performance like that, how much confidence can it put back and re-instill within a player, especially when he's dealing with so much outside noise? Man, he, man, he going home. Listen, I couldn't say what he's saying in his head because they're cursing right now. They're saying there's a lot of curse words going on in the Browns locker room. I'll just let you know that right now. But oh, what I just of, a bunch of STFU, yeah, all that, all that, a, 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 a lot of, a lot of just it's going down. A bunch right of now. MFs right <laughs> now. <laughs> but uh, listen, all you haters, and listen, there there's people that didn't have the Browns winning this game. There's people who said they weren't gonna win this game. And at the end of the day, this dude came out and I tweeted it. Hey, go get you a signature win right here, dog. It, they had first in what 15 was a false start. They ended, they started the driveway, but he moved around, moved the pocket. And the crazy part about it is we, we ran that old school high school JV playbook that Stefanski got right down the field. That old fullback and tight end JV playbook was catching them, get was catching them slipping. Just, just, just think about this in the second half 14 for 14. Yep. You throw for 139 yards in the touchdown, but then you, you lead two long touchdown drives. And then the drive that we won on the game winning field goal, a 12 play drive that the G said we started off five yards minus because of the false start. Yep. And so, like, everything that could have went wrong today for the Browns did go wrong but instead of like 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 i don't know being a 
just whatever. I can't even cuss right now. Instead of like yeah, like rolling can. over the dock. This one, or let, let oh, okay, well, instead of being a bitch about it, like they woke up, like they kept fighting, they kept playing, and they came out victorious. And that's the type of effort that you need to see week in and week out. That's what it's going to take, man, in a very tough AFC North is to be able to fight through all the adversity, man, because this game started off ugly, right? Like, we was tripping. We were so mad, we was laughing. Like, yeah. I, I was so mad, I was laughing because I was I was so like, this going to be bad. Like, you know, this morning, I was on the radio when I said it. This is a statement game. The Browns need to win this game. I even called my shot, called the Browns victories, uh, a victors, 19 to 16. I had no idea that the number one and number two total defenses will give up over 300 yards apiece and we will be, nope. like, treated to an offensive onslaught the way that we was, man. This was uh, everything about this game. The ugliness of it, the adversity, like I love it that we came out victorious after everything that we went through in this particular game. It says a lot about this Cleveland Browns team, and I'm telling you, Mike, I'm walking away now, especially after I seen Deshaun Watson play that way he did in that second half. The Browns can beat anybody. I've already said the defense travels to run game travel, and now you got a quarterback that's showing like he's him. He's five and one as a starter. He didn't want his last uh he done won his last three games that he has played the complete game of as well. So, like, the dude is showing, like, it's there. Yeah, and, and here's the thing with Deshaun, and this is the one narrative I hope we can completely squash today. Completely squash the Deshaun's not tough narrative. All right? Yeah. Let's just let's just throw that oh, that's the dead. damn that's He had the shoulder injury. He couldn't throw the ball. It's not that he wasn't tough enough to play through an injury. That was a ludicrous conspiracy theory from the get-go. The dude today – Playing with a shoulder that's not 100%. His ankle got banged up. He got crushed and clobbered behind a backup offensive line. And can time after time after time, continuously and continuously again, gets up, walks his ass to the huddle, and gets the next play in. The dude is a freaking warrior. And anytime we have to question Deshaun Watson, there are there are things to question and, and complain about Deshaun Watson. No one's perfect. But let's let, let's erase any toughness questions from the entire vocabulary. Earl, I'll toss it back to you in one sec, but I want to give a shout out. We've officially broken the UCS record. I was just about to go where you Most going. viewers ever on a UCSS post game. Shout out to y'all, man. Almost 5,000. Hit that like button. We love you. We appreciate you. Hit, hit that like button for your players. We, we, we made about 1,000 likes. In all of we, Cleveland. So. We almost had 5,000 views. I was just about to say, man, what, what else we can't doubt, man, is the support that we got of the UCSS yep. fans. The support that we got of Cleveland, as you just said, the number one post game show in the city of Cleveland. Y'all right here with us at the Browns victory where you can be anywhere right now. It sounds like, it smells like a tequila Sunday. It does. Hey, and you know who else should be sipping some tequila tonight is David Njoku. Hey, I'm not going to call it the UCSS bump, but he came on the show Tuesday and played his best game of the season. And G. Bush, as someone who played defense at a very high level, why are some dudes just so much tougher to tackle than others? Because it seems like David Njoku, and yeah, He's 6'5", 250. I, I get the, the general physics of why he's so tough to tackle. But he was carrying rat birds on his back for 10 to 15 yards on like five different occasions today. And I don't think he caught a single pass more than five or six yards downfield. But he still had damn near 80 yards in the, in the air. That dude is a yak machine. Why is he so tough to bring down? And what about him makes him so special in that particular facet of the receiving game? His, his body type, he, he's wiry. You know, like when you get when you get somebody wirely and wiry and long, like you know, he's six foot five, he's moving faster than you think he is, and you just it's hard to grab him. Like they're grabbing his legs, and he's wiry, he's stronger than people think, and he's just running through people. 
Like, and, and, and I loved, I got goosebumps, man. My wife thought she, she was downstairs on the treadmill and, and I was throwing bottles and breaking stuff upstairs because when the offensive line was pushing a uh, 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 Kareem, uh, excuse me, your boy, your boy uh, Ford, Jerome Ford, I was going crazy. I was like, they're going to push this dude for 10, 15 yard, more yards. We had the Ravens. They was dead. At the end of that game, we said one or two things. And, and I know people want to question the, the toughness. Why could David and Joku do that and other people can't? Because he wanted it more than they did. He wanted it more than they did. At that point in time, in that fourth quarter, in that second half, they was already drinking Kool-Aid, thinking everything was good. And I'm not talking about the Kool-Aid that means winning. I'm talking about the Gatorade. They was over there, Kiki and Ha Ha, you shouting your dad out in the first. Where was that dude shouting his dad out in the, in the second uh, half? Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his what's name? Where was your Where's your pops? You, Mitchell, you, you, you want to ask him for your pops in the fourth quarter? Where was all that smoke at? All them dudes <laughs> up out here, these dudes. St- that's the difference between metaphors and real rap, bro. Like, yeah, you could do that when you're winning, and the Browns wanted it more, and they had JV backup dudes in. But you know what? I'll give them credit for it. Let me hold on, hold it. I'll be, I'll be pissed off with his play calling. Let me give you this. I'll be upset with his play calling. But there is one thing that you cannot say about Kevin Stefanski. They don't give up. No. His team don't. don't give up on him. And, and, and you can't take that away from him. You can't no. take like because this game could have been it could have been done after the first quarter. It they do not done. give up on him. Hey, hey speaking of our head coach, though, y'all, y'all, y'all know we got an even kill head coach. He was going to hell off on the sidelines today. Like he wasn't for it. Yeah. Whatever BS the rest was on, he was not for it. And I love seeing Kevin Stefanski like that. Listen, like it, it wasn't no even kill today, man. And I'm telling you, attitude is a reflection of leadership. And the and the fact that he believes, these dudes believe. And yeah, we could talk about the play calling, situational play calling, and things about Kevin Stefanski that absolutely would drive us nuts, man. But you got 53 dudes in that locker room that play hard for him every Sunday. And if they're gonna go out there and play hard for him every Sunday, it's making it harder for us to knock the little things, right? It's making it hard for us to critique the little things when at the end of the day, these dudes show up, play hard, and they do whatever they can to try to come home victorious. He loves the players love Kevin Stefanski. And we, and I say we as Cleveland people who talk about the Browns, can argue about the minutiae of Kevin Stefanski. Was this the right play call? Should he have passed? Should he have thrown? I thought the way they handled the end of the first half today was an abomination after the Mike Ford pitch to not get to not get a chance at three points there. Kevin Stefanski is far from perfect. Like far from perfect. But the 53 dudes in that room, in the locker room, go to war for him every every Sunday. And as a head coach, I think that's ha- – is that half the battle, G? Is it is it 40%, 60%? Where, where, on the, where on the scale of 0 to 100 does the fact that his players love him fall in importance to be a good head coach? If they don't quit, if they continue to work for you, um, that, that's, that's 60 70% of the battle. And, and for what it's worth, if he could clean up some of the stuff that he does um, at the end of the game situationally or, or at the end of quarters – or in the halves, he'd be good. He'd be ready to go. And my thing is like this. I got to give credit where credit was due. He ran that four-minute offense or five-minute offense they had, he ran it perfectly. He the five, did. The, the five-minute offense was perfect. He did what he needed to do, and they started off in negative te- with a minus play because of the false start. But here's the, the thing. And, and the fumble. And, and the, the fumble. They, they fumble, too. False start, get the first down, then they fumble. I mean, they were back twice. 
And that and that's what makes it so impressive, G. Like, and I know I wish you were here when we started, and I know you had some tech difficulties. Me and Earl were talking about. At the end of the day, that's what you get to Sean Watson for. It really doesn't matter from the first minute to the 55th minute. It's in the last four or five minutes of the game. Do you trust your quarterback to lead you down in a game-winning drive? And I asked Earl, and I want to ask you the same question. When's the last time you felt confident in a Browns quarterback that when you had the ball down a score with three, four minutes to go, you weren't in complete panic mode? You felt good about the situation. Before you answer that, before you answer that, for reference, I told him 2007 with Derek Anderson. Mm. Um, and the chat, and, and if you're in the chat, answer that question for me too. When's the last quarterback you felt confident in in Cleveland in those situations? G, all actually, you actually, to be truthful, um, actually, truthful, the last time I saw it was against Cincinnati with Baker Mayfield. I uh, when he threw that back shoulder to DPJ. You knew uh, it was coming before he even came. Yeah, because here's the thing. He was like 20. He had already, like, that second half, he was like 25 yeah, or Baker 27. Like, he half. was just on fire. And I'm like, bro, if they give him the ball back, it's a wrap. But for this one, you got to think about it. That throw he threw to Omari Cooper, and he got his – like, it was third and – it was second and 19. And the fact that he throws that rope and gets, gets you 17 yards – and he like that's a rope down the middle of the play. That's a that is a great throw by him. That throw, the scramble to get out of bounds and slipping people. By the way, Deshaun Watson missed. They miss a lot of sacks on him too. Yeah. Deshaun Watson is very strong in the pocket when it comes to not going down lightly. He does not go down lightly. I thought they played that well and excellent. And I just thought like when when I saw the defense go up to him and say it's all good, like it was weird and strange because. They was huddled up on the sideline after Newsom got that pick. And I was freaking out a little bit like that. I said, how are we going to get a pick six and turn around and miss the extra point? This crazy. Everybody was still cool and chill. At that point, I, I, I realized and go back and look at it. The Ravens was dead after that play. They didn't know they they was dead. They was just they listen, they didn't even know it yet. They was just walking. They had a pulse, but they was already dead, already in the future, and they knew it. The Ravens had nothing. Uh, Zadarius Smith had a crazy play where he just ran it, ran. See, he ran a grown man over, got the pressure, he had to throw it out of bounds. Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith ended up chasing him. And, and, and it's crazy because the Browns at that point in time knew it was a wrap. They, we got them. We caught them. And, and everybody knew. And, and here's my thing. When was the last time you had a kicker that missed an extra point, but then you knew he was kept making, making a field goal? Gee, I, I knew he was going to make it. My next question for y'all was going to be. <laughs> imagine, I knew he was going to make it. But Earl, my, my next question for you guys was going to be. And Earl, you and I jumped on the emergency pod, emergency whatever we did when they cut Cade York. Imagine, just, just put yourself in the situation. How would you have felt if Cade York was stepping up to kick oh. that field goal? Seriously, and I say that as a testament to what Andrew Berry's done to assemble this roster because he didn't waste any time. Once he was like, this dude's a lost cause, I got to bring in someone else. There's a realistic world here, guys, where he was a fourth-round pick last year. They don't really give up on fourth-round picks that quickly. There's a realistic situation where he's your kicker, and I know I felt pretty damn good about Dustin Hopkins setting up for that last kick. And I know I would felt if it was Cade York, and I'll tell you, I'd have piss running down my leg. Man. Yeah, me too. The hell with Cade York, though. I can tell you this. <laughs> when D-Hop went out there to line up, man, I knew it was good. Like, I, I knew he was going to make it. He barely missed the extra point. It was kind of crazy. G, it just seemed like, come on, man, only in Cleveland, right? <laughs> like, I was like, come on. I was like, come on, yo. This is this is what we're doing? <laughs> but uh, that that was uh, 
man, that game was everything like you know everything we needed it to be. Yeah. In the fashion that we needed it, needed it to be. So like you know for him to go out there and, and get that game winner like that. But uh, <laughs> Kareem Hunt five straight games with a touchdown. Like oh man, you know G. Well, two things real quick. Earl, we do this on behind the glass. I'm gonna do it here. We're gonna break the chat. If uh, let us know where you're watching from, by the way. If you're tuning into the Cleveland Browns post game show, they just beat the living piss out of the rappers, and by living piss, I mean their souls because they uh, essentially sucked the soul out of them and then kicked it to the curb. Where y'all hey. watching from? Hey, hey why y'all talking about what we? Uh, also, what? one sec, Earl. Miss Nuggets just texted me, so we got 1.1 thousand likes already. Let's get to 1.5. Let's go. Okay. So shout out okay. to the chat. Let us know where you're watching from. Somebody was like, man, we smoking on that Ravens pack tonight, man. We smoking on that Ravens pack. We smoking on that other Martin Jackson tonight. <laughs> like, like, hey. we, man, we sipping on that Kyle Hamilton. Like, we, we doing all kind of stuff tonight. <laughs> G Bush, let's, let, let's run down the list of guys outside of Deshaun Watson who played a hell of a game and deserved to get talked about for a little bit here. Jerome Ford, I thought, played his best game of the season. Yep. Real quick, let's just chime in. Earl, real quick, thoughts on Jerome Ford. I thought he played well. We'll go right, we're kind of rapid fire here. 107 yards, man. He, he, he was solid all game long. He was solid he, all he went game tap, He went tap dancing today. He went tap dancing. He was moving. No he, he heard no it. He, he was solid. He yeah. heard. He, he was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. He might be getting healthy too, but I, I thought he, I thought he played very well. I, th- I thought he played, ran behind his shoulder pads. I think he fell forward. I not too much east and west stuff, but I thought he really had a good game. I agree with everything y'all said, and we did break the YouTube chat because y'all are the best people in the world. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. We love y'all. We really do. Next up, Kareem Hunt. Gee, I said this on the show. I said it again today. It's hey, still hard to believe, but Kareem Hunt. Man, England and Germany watching us right now, man. I know. Browns are worldwide, baby. It's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. The number one post-game show in the entire city. Hell, might be the number one post-game show for the Cleveland Browns in the entire world. I feel pretty confident in saying that. Uh, yeah, we, we ain't seen one yet. How about Kareem, Kareem Hunt, though? Five straight games with a rushing touchdown. Not only is that the longest active streak in the NFL, but Christian McCaffrey didn't score today, guys. Which means yeah. Kareem Hunt, not just rushing touchdowns, he now has the longest active touchdown streak in the entire NFL. So shout out to Kareem Hunt, uh, Jason, Jason Lloyd. We love you, Jason. But uh, I need Jason to say it every week. Kareem Hunt on the goal line is a ninety-nine. Hey, can, he's can a ninety-nine. Mike, Mike you the lead producer. Can you do a favor? Yes. This is an obligation type thing. Every week, Jason needs to say Kareem Hunt only has three weeks. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like the moment that he stops saying that now, we're going to be at a disadvantage. <laughs> so yeah. every week, I need Jason Lloyd to say Kareem Hunt only got three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I need that from him. I promise. I, I will build it into the rundown. How about the offensive line? Guys, they were without Jed Wills and without Dewan Jones. They were starting Listen. a guy who, a guy who, frankly, we never heard of in Jerron Christian, who they just picked off. Leroy Watson got in the game and James Hudson. And the offensive line wasn't great, but it certainly wasn't a catastrophe today, G. And I think with two tackles against the team that leads the NFL in sacks like Baltimore did, the offensive line did a passing job. Yeah, they they, they did a passing job. Jace Hudson struggled a little bit, but I, I'm not going to kill him um, because I, I understand what, what we was going against, right? They, he's they, against they, a lot, man. He's, he's doing a lot out there. Um, uh, but listen, I, listen, the other, du- other old dude, I don't even know his name. Deron Christian. Uh, Chris, he... He didn't play bad at all. I didn't hear his name um, until like Oway got a, a little, little, a little speed rush on him. Um, I saw that, but other than that, I, listen, I didn't see anything uh, too terribly wrong with the way he was playing. I, I thought he did a really good job. 
Yeah, I mean, no no complaints from me. I mean, what Deshaun Watson got sacked, what, I think it was four times. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of pressure coming. You know, like you, you was you was down a couple offensive linemen. I think what made the the offensive line had a have a passing grade, G, is mm-hmm. that even though we was out without our tackles, you still went in there with your core three, right? You still yeah. had your, your your all pro and your pro bowlers at guard, and you still had Ethan Pochich. You know, yeah. we go up and down with PFF, right? But all three of those dudes rank top fifteen at their respective positions, and so the fact that you had your veterans and and and, and your pro bowlers there. I thought it did a lot to help the guys that was not really used to playing that much. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Hudson got his number called a lot, a couple penalties on him. Christian played pretty good. But when you consider what you was up against and, you know, Christian been here less than a week, right? Yep. Hudson, ain't, Hudson ain't been in a situation to where he had to start. And so everything surrounding that, right, the ad, again, here we, are, here we are with this adversity and we are able to overcome that. And to see Ford to be able to run that hard, the Browns ran for 170 yards collectively as a team with a beat-up offensive line. And then Deshaun Watson goes 14-14 to 14 for 139 with a beat-up offensive line and then was able to make certain plays with his feet when a line did break down. Like, that's why, like, this morning, you know, I was confident regardless because I looked, I looked at it like even with the next men-up dudes that's on the Browns offensive line, it, this, this makeshift line is still better than anything Deshaun Watson played uh played played with in Houston, and we see him ball out with with one of the worst offensive lines in football and being one of the most sacked quarterbacks in football during his tenure in Houston. So like I knew we had the O line issues, but because of the style of play that Deshaun Watson played with, um, I really wasn't that worried, and they did enough for us to get by. They were yeah. they were serviceable, and if you told me we get serviceable offensive line play against this defensive pass rush with two guys who, frankly, are probably not starting offensive tackles in the NFL, G, I think we'd all take that as a giant win. Facts. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the defensive side of the ball here. Well, first off, Miles Garrett. Earl, you said earlier he deserves to be in the MVP conversation. I agree. When they needed a stop most, I guess second most when the game, you know, the way it played out, but when they need at the time. That was the biggest defensive possession of the game. Miles Garrett with back-to-back sacks. Jordan Elliott. Gee, this guy, has there been a bigger turnaround in recent Browns memory than a guy that we could not have gotten out of here faster? One of all jokes, this guy was in the fourth quarter of the Hall of Fame game, G. He was Man. playing reps in the fourth quarter Man. of the Hall of Fame game with guys who, frankly, are not on the roster. Like, with nobody else was on the, the roster for the Browns or the Jets from that game. And he's out here blocking field goals getting tackles for loss, run stuffs. He's been one of the Browns' most important players in the interior on the defensive side of the football this year. His turnaround's been miraculous, and I got to look at Jim Schwartz as the guy who kind of unlocked him. Listen, um, he, to me, uh, it, it's a testament to his hard work um, because he was almost out of this league. And this dude, we was on him tough. Um, he's changed the way he's playing. He's changed his mentality. He's changed the way he's going after it. I mean, for him to be making plays like that means that you're you're, and, and this is what I've always said. All I want is playmakers, man. Don't be in your gap. Don't just be out here doing, you know, doing different things like, oh, I'm in my gap. No, we need playmakers. And and I think that's what's infectious about the team is nah, we don't want guys that just is out here. We need everybody to make plays right now. And Jordan Elliott, year week after week, is making those plays, and he's starting to say, I don't need to count on Miles Garrett. I don't need to count on oh, Talmadge or Hurst or 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 any of these guys. I'm gonna make the play myself. 
And those plays are big time plays, man. And just the fact that 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 infectiousness is is just really, you know, just moving all over the place. I thought JOK played with a lot of heart, a lot of a lot of a lot of speed, a lot of passion. But the guy Miles Garrett, I just got to keep saying, I, I just all I just want y'all to understand something. The level of disrespect that that, that Miles Garrett was getting from the people of Cleveland, and especially in the media, is crazy. I don't want to hear nobody ever tell him Miles Garrett don't got to show up to nothing else but the game if you don't want to. This is how we moving. It's certain people that get that tag. Like, like Peyton Manning don't got to show up to nothing. Like, that's Peyton Manning. On the defensive side of the football, Miles Garrett is that dude. He don't got to go to my OTAs. He don't got to go to none of that stuff. He don't even got to go to interviews. Don't even send him to interviews. And he can put whatever he want in his front yard. It's Miles Garrett. At this point, if he want to go play power forward for the Cavs, he can That's do it. That's it. That's it. He's going to really. He's like it. You have to love it. You want to go hoop, Miles, you go hoop. You want to go sit next to Steven Vogt and it's help like, manage the Guardians? You can do that, too. Whatever, it's whatever. your world, bro. We yo, in it. We hey, just in it. If he want to play dinosaurs at halftime and get him out like a little kid sit Indian style under a tent, you shut up. You don't yeah, say he, nothing to him. He can't do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> a bad job out of me. I, I apologize. We missed someone we have to talk about on offense. Guys, we had the Elijah Moore game. It finally happened. You know, it wasn't a massive 150-yard performance, but my goodness gracious, when they needed plays for the first time all season, Elijah Moore was there. A couple massive third-down conversions. He had the touchdown that made it 31-30. They yep. missed the extra point. He was open. I mean, it was a busted coverage, but, hey, a touchdown's yeah, a touchdown. I told y'all it wasn't like how I thought it was going to go, but I told y'all this was going to be an Elijah Moore game, and Elijah Moore came through in the clutch, and we'd be remiss <laughs> after saying, where you've been, Elijah? I think we've used how can Browns get more out of more headlines about seven times this season. And uh, today, the Browns they got, got what war. they paid for. They got they what they paid war. for. It was funny because I was sitting here watching the game, right? And I'm looking at Deshaun Watson about to scramble. I'm like, oh, he can score. And I'm probably like, Elijah Moore's like, man, if you don't throw me that damn football. <laughs> right. Like, stop playing like, with me. He was, he was like, boy, if you don't throw me that damn ball. Because Watson could have easily ran that in for six. Yeah. If he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, got to give him his kudos, too, man. Mm-hmm. But we talked about this, Mike G. We talked about this yesterday on the barbershop. I talked about it this morning. You know, we needed this to be a great team win, right? Everybody tried to put so much emphasis on this was all on four. And I get it. Four had to go out here and play well, which he did. He bought out, if you want to say he bought out. But all three phases of this team was going to have to come together for the Browns to win. Yeah. And sure enough, it took all three phases. You had some huge turnovers, man. Shout out to Mike Ford with yep. the big hit on uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Turn around, very next play, you get the interception, right? Then you got the pick six by Greg Newsom. You get Deshaun Watson leading us down the field for a game-tying touchdown drive and, and then to put us in a situation to kick a game-winning field goal by our special teams unit. It took all three units to come together and come away with a team victory, man. Like, that flight home, from Baltimore, yeah, they about to throw a party on that first-class oh, yeah. flight back to Cleveland. You better believe that one. Yeah, and, and these are guys that we haven't talked about yet. We talked about Amari Cooper earlier. We talked about Njoku. Those guys obviously played their asses off. So if you want to hear our kind of commentary on those guys, you just go back. These are guys we haven't talked about. The linebackers, gee, I thought Taki Taki, JOK, did a pretty good job containing Lamar on the run. I was going to get to Mike Ford, Earl. I'm glad you brought him up. He did have the pick. He had the big hit. He also gave the uh, the slant to Odell, but, you know, what giveth, taketh from Mike Ford. Overall, though, 
They did this without Denzel Ward, who didn't return after the first quarter. They did it without Grant Delpit for a portion of this game. And guys who came in as replacements, I didn't see any massive drop-offs. And that's probably a testament to the depth of this defensive roster, to Jim Schwartz making sure everybody, not just the starters, are game-prepared and situationally prepared. But, like, I don't want to say I don't have words, but there's like there's no one to look other than Prochet who dropped a punt and right. have a punt return situation discussion this week. <laughs> After having a punt return return situation, do we find our guy last week? It, there, there's no one to look at and say he didn't play well. Like the Man, Browns, one, one he, more kudos. Check this out. I gotta go. I, I gotta go. McNuggets right here. Here's just a couple team stats from the Browns defense that stood out. The Ravens was two for eight on third down. Beautiful. The number one rushing attack in the NFL. Um, they had 106 yards to 178. The Browns had more penalties and uh, 10 penalties for 55 yards to the Ravens seven. But this is where I knew the Browns defense, regardless of how ugly it looked, this is where I knew they was like in control of this team. Um, time of possession, the Browns beat them by 10 minutes. It was like 34-15 to 25-45. So that let me know like the the defense made the proper adjustments. And after a certain point, I mean, gee, Mike, it was it was damn near what. Mid-second quarter that it felt like the Browns had all the momentum because the Browns had a situation to where they had the ball in the red zone. You didn't come away with a touchdown. Cool. Then you had another opportunity to possibly, if you went, if you would have got a touchdown and got the two-point conversion, right. that thing could have been tied at yeah. 17 going into halftime. Yeah. So you seen the momentum start to switch with this thing like mid-second quarter. And even when things didn't bounce our way, the Browns never gave the momentum back. This is a defense, man, that showed up and showed out uh, against a quarterback that came in number one in the NFL in completion percentage against a rushing attack to where they was gashing you with no matter who they put back there. As you alluded to, you played the majority of this game without Denzel Ward. I hope Denzel Ward is okay, by the way, man. That was a nasty hit. I seen that on Twitter. That was nasty. And and, and, and it was just a play that the the, the offensive lineman came and led with his helmet. Yeah, so he cleared concussion yeah, protocol. So well, that, that that's first and foremost. We know his history with concussion. So he's he's clear of concussion protocol. So thankfully for that, it is a neck injury. Status TBD. But yeah, kind yeah, of dirty so, play, G. I'll be honest. Yeah, it was. It really yeah, was. Definitely. So yeah. So it it was uh man, everything about this, man, it just builds the confidence. Like, you know, this morning I kept just stressing you don't want to go into Pittsburgh with a must-win situation, right? You, you didn't want to put yourself in a situation. The Browns would have lost this game, according to Pro Football Focus. Our chances of making the playoffs would have dropped to 43%. Yep. Right? Not only can the Browns all but solidify a playoff spot within the next three to four weeks, but you're putting yourself in, this, in a situation to do what Zadarius Smith said when he first talked to the media when he got to Cleveland. The number one thing he had on this list, the Browns got to go win the AFC North first. Yep. And you took a huge step in being able to do that by splitting with the Ravens. You can't do that if you get swept, right? You can't do that if you get swept. And now it's, again, use this as, 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 a, as a measuring stick, as a confidence builder, and guess what? Next week, you got another team that you can't afford to get swept by. You got to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at home on November 19th. Y'all tailgating? I was just saying, G, the Muni Lot's going to be lit next Sunday. Oh, man, listen, listen, that's so crazy. That's Hey, and you know what? I, you know what's so crazy about it? My birthday is I, I'm having a birthday party the day before. Oh, it's so you got a birthday right? this week. Saturday. Yeah, it's your birthday yeah. Tuesday, right? 
Yeah, like my birthday's my birthday's on Saturday. It's crazy. No, your, I got your, a party. Your birthday Saturday? I thought your birthday was Tuesday. My birthday Tuesday, but why would I celebrate on a Tuesday? Because it's your man. You celebrate every day, man. We celebrate. We, we turn it up all week. The Browns. <laughs> Mike, you bring some more champagne tomorrow? Yeah, Mike, yeah. Uh, I, I will not chug champagne. Yo, full, full disclosure, I was tipsy as hell the rest of you, 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 <laughs> I was I tipsy know. as hell the rest of you, 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 Mike, you, you, I, miss- type, I kept looking at the wrong numbers. I was like, Steve, give me 60. <laughs> so, yeah, we ain't going to chug champagne. We will, maybe we'll do something special. I got a bunch of soup. We got a lot of super chats. So let me get these in. And, and you, by the way, by the way, me and me and um, you and Miss Nuggets is 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 a you know y'all welcome to come. Earl Earl got too many. Uh, he don't know who he bringing. He got too many of them right now. <laughs> That's what happens when you get on the radio. I, I, whatever. <laughs> I, all, all I know is, man, it's my man's birthday weekend, man. My man's birthday the fourteenth. It's a big birthday week here at UCSS, man. G birthday Tuesday. Mine's is Thursday. Yep. The Browns is winning. I think the Browns is two and one in Scorpio season. Yep. So they need to go ahead and keep keep doing what they need to do. All right. Well, let's let's happy early birthdays. Let's read some super chats and then we'll give our final thoughts on a 33 to 31 win over the Baltimore Rays. It feels good to be a winner, man. It feels good to win. And let's get to these super chats. First one comes from Charles T. Give coaching credit for staying settled, keeping the team fighting. Give Miles credit for the big plays. Give Watson credit for gutting it out. I think we've done all of that today. Set apart, Laz says a new f- a flip has been switched. It's new beginnings in Cleveland. That's what happens when you have a franchise quarterback. That is what happens when you have a franchise quarterback. Next one comes from Anthony. I believe this is from Anthony. DW4 is back, baby. Great win. Can't wait till victory Monday. UCSS with four fire emojis. Uh, Ray Smith says, that's my coach, my quarterback, my defense, my kicker, <laughs> my team. Kool-Aid Mafia. They claiming Jordan. everything. Let's go Browns. <laughs> uh, next one comes from the Hyrule Hitman. Dog check. Love that. Simple. The last drive is why we brought four here. Not going to lie. It's the happiest I've been as a Browns fan in so long. It's emotional. I love it. I got to imagine, Simple, you are not alone in that category. Ronaldo Archer says, Watson showed the heart of a champion, tough, resilient, tenacious. He fought, and the team fought with him. Beat the Ravens at home. Next comes from Devontae Travis. The second half is who the Browns are. Watson was perfect in the second half. Defense only gave up two scores. Good running game. Victory Monday. Hashtag dog check. Charles T. chiming back in. I hope everyone recognizes the Browns just put up 33 in the league's number one or number two defense with a backup. Left tackle, right tackle, running back, and Watson not at 100% yet. Guys, it is funny. If you combine before today the average points per game allowed by Cleveland and Baltimore, it was 29 points. It's both crazy. teams eclipsed that by itself. So That's crazy. Yeah, both teams eclipsed. <laughs> we don't think it's going to be a defensive battle. Both offenses said, watch out, watch this. Sorry, watch out. Well, hold my drink. <laughs> Those watch, show watch you, no matter how smart you think you are, <laughs> None of it's, us know. It's like Watson and Lamar thing. had a secret text chain. Like, and, and by the way, and, and by the way, defense, I, I, don't, I don't, I just don't want to say this really quickly. And them Bengals took that L to CJ yeah. Stroud. <laughs> Take yeah. that L. Let's go. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, hey, hey, real one. quick, go ahead because I because I know we're wrapping up soon, but I I, I got something. I got. No, you good? You good? What's up? The Browns. Uh, Harbaugh was twenty five and six against the Cleveland Browns coming into this game including 13 and two at home. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's what makes this a little bit more impressive. Right. 
You're going against a coach that's 13 and two against you in, a, in their own building. Um, you, you're going against, you know, a defense that's ranked number one overall, the number one rushing attack. Lamar Jackson having the highest completion percentage in football. And none of that meant a damn thing when it came down to it because it shows that, man, listen, we are right there with the Baltimore Ravens. We are right there with the Philadelphia Eagles. We are right there with every powerhouse team in the NFL. The Browns came into this game ranked 10 according to the power rankings. There's no reason why we shouldn't be boosted up at least three spots after this Sunday. Oh, they definitely will be. Uh, and the Ravens play the Bengals on Thursday night football this week. So we'll know going into Sunday if the Browns have a chance to beat Pittsburgh to take over first place in the AFC North. So just keep that in mind. Also, hey, go Bengals. <laughs> I, got a, uh, I got a good luck present from a, a fan, Kenzie, yesterday. So since I've got that present from Kenzie, Browns are 1-0. So shout out, Kenzie. I'm bringing it into the office. We got some artwork for you and you and Ant too, Earl. Uh, oh, Kevin Robinson cool. says the fact that we had so many injuries and we still won. Uh, Big Chuck and Lil John said Greg Newsom game. Oh, he said give Newsom the game ball. Uh, hey, interceptions are interceptions. You take it when you can get it. And Greg Newsom with his first one came at a huge time. Donnie Stewart said that was a huge win by the team. We definitely needed that just for team confidence. Jeffrey Anderson, how about a ten dollars super chat? Yahoo! That's all he said. Love that. Matthew Culpa, signature win for Deshaun and Stefanski again. Let's beat the pukers next week. LFG. Uh, Scott Sasnicks, S-Z-A-K-A-C-S. I apologize for the uh, mispronunciation. Where all the doubters out now? Dog check from Knoxville, Tennessee. Go Brownies. Justin Trimble. Is this Stefanski's signature win? It's either this or Sam. Yeah, he, 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 listen, you, it's, it's hard to talk about him now. He, listen, he, listen, he running around saying too, like he got that, he, he got that 49ers joint and this joint. And they were saying, and, and by the way, they, they beat them at their peak. People were saying the 49ers was the best in the league. People around the league said that the Baltimore Ravens by far was the best team in the league smoking right now. And he went into their spot and got a dub. That's tough. If you're the best team in the league, you don't want to play the Browns. That's the end of the story. Uh, Kerry Smeal says, what a game. Hell yeah. Go Brownies. So happy. Matthew Culpa says, Watson earned his contract and Stefanski earned a new one today. MVP and DPOY. That's a headline. Watson earned his contract and Stefanski earned a new one? All right. I'll see you. We got to send that to Mary Kay. See if we get that in the Cleveland Point dealer. DS Do Records says, keep crowning Super Bowl champs before the end of the season. They got to come see us first. Hashtag 49ers, hashtag Ravens, just to what we were saying. If you're the best team in football, you do not want to see Cleveland. By the way, the 49ers beat the crap out of Jacksonville today. That's their first win since prior to Cleveland. They had lost three in a row. Chris Townsend That's four said, losses for Jacksonville, right? I like that. No, that's three. They're now six and that's three. That's three. Hey, look, I'm, I'm just looking at the AFC. Just hey, look, look, we, we don't care about the – we're just trying to get – we we winding up for everybody. We just losses these days. <laughs> uh, Chris Townsend said, great team win all around. Ian Wicks, congrats on the win, guys. Good luck to all of you. Uh, Ian's been a Ravens fan in the chat all week, by the way. So Hey, salute to, hey, salute yeah. to you Shout for being a stand-up dude, for pulling up in the chat. I respect that. Yeah. Damian Frederick said, turns out INTs and TDs are newsome thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Jason texted us as soon as the play happened with that exact. Uh, yeah, he did. So Jason will earn up to that, uh, own up to that. James Bowen says, G. Bush waving the Kool-Aid flag, all while tweeting, quote, I can't with this team anymore. 
Hey, listen, what you mean? If I'm the leader of the Kool-Aid Mafia, how you, I can never turn back. I got, listen, when you got thousands of dollars of merchandise that's sitting in your house, that's how you know you're a real Browns fan. Fact. <laughs> Banana Peel Jack said it's a huge signature win. Stefanski haters can eat it. Go Brownies. Mighty Mulatto says, what have they done to us, G. Bush? Who are these Browns? Hey, look, man. Look, hey, listen. I told them. Look, I told them they gonna take a couple years off my life. Like these guys, these dudes, man. But th- I will say this: this was one of the best games I've seen in a while. Yeah. Entertainment, why, why? Like this is all. This is one of those things where they used to do the instant classics and just play it again and just drop it again. And you play it, but yeah, I don't know if game. I could watch it again. I'm, that's this game, though. This this game is one of those games. Like this was one of those back and forth seesaw battles you know like it momentum swinging back and forth even when you feel like you got the momentum in your favor the ravens come take it back the browns like no give me that right back (laughs) it was one of those games when it gets two very good teams two very good quarterbacks two very good defenses and the browns came out with the victory right we don't have to sit here on this sunday and try to give out a moral victory to the cleveland browns we don't have to sit up here and try to dress this thing up dissect it give out some false hope no man everybody here everybody in the chat everybody on this panel right now we all feel the same way with this defense with this running game with this quarterback man line them up who can't we beat who can't the cleveland browns beat nobody no damn body we can beat anybody in the league mary Kay just tweeted that Deshaun left the locker room in a walking boot so just something to monitor this week as we continue rat generation x Said Browns fans happy to be third in the division. That's where the season will end for you guys. Third, let's go Ravens. Okay. Uh, you take that L, bro. Fitness with Kelly Michelle says it's going down. This is the best pre-birthday gift to me. Scorpio season and a Baltimore win. Happy birthday, G. Watched it with the fam. I love our team, G. The team was listening to you guys on Saturday. Uh, Anthony, this is not a super chat. I just want to read one of Anthony's comments. He said, don't say tequila today, Earl. My head still hurts and had a wedding this weekend. So, uh, welcome back. And Blackwater Banks said Ravens had <laughs> that quote, same old Browns game. Yep. Toro Koiji, C-O-Y-G, Koig. Brown, uh, became a Browns fan because of Deshaun Watson. Wait till the city of Cleveland gets behind him. Once he feels that love, MJ in cleats is back. Uh, Mary Kay also just tweeted Deshaun said he'll be fine for the Steelers game despite wearing a left boot, uh, boot on his left foot, leaving the locker room. Uh, R. Mac Dog says now give Watsky and Stefanski their praise. Let's not forget about the contract. 95 is that dude. He's Superman. Uh, and said we broke the restream asking where people were watching from, so we appreciate that from you guys. Yes. D1987 says here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Uh, seven life ENT says DY outpaid Lamar at quarterback for the entire game. James B and Joku breakout game carrying massive yak yards. We talked about that earlier. Uh, we didn't mention this. This is from M Vine Cedric Tim with the killer block. A damn yeah. good block. Now, a even more impressive block. than the block, even more impressive than the block to me. This is a rookie making a veteran move. Van Noy got up jumping in his face and he didn't retaliate, he just threw his hands up. Drew the 15 yard flag. To me, that was just as impressive as the block because you don't see rookies doing stuff like that. I t- listen, I'll tell you what, McNuggets, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't even do it. My wife waving me off. I'm giving away 10 Kool Aid Mafia rags, 10 of them. 
Ten, ten of them. I'm giving ten of them. Ten. All you got to do is go to bushlinebeauty.com, and guess what you can do? You go sign up for the newsletter, bushlinebeauty.com, and you get entered to get one of these. Hey, hey, hand clap. I know you ain't got to it yet, but fitness with Kelly Michelle, her birthday is the 17th. So you, you got G on the 14th. I'm the 16th. You, you got fitness. You you huh? How, how you playing applause? I, listen, I have I have all the controls <laughs> over here. If we had the roadcaster hooked up, I'd be playing some. Look, look, right get your applause game together. <laughs> yeah. Nuggets, come on. <laughs> shout out to her on the seventeenth. Bushlinebeauty.com. Go subscribe. I'm giving ten away of these, bro. Ten. Bushlinebeauty.com. You know where to go. All right, we got a couple more that we'll give our final thoughts. Dom Graziolo said, "Love Tillman's hit on Vianoy in the first half." Andrew oh. Harris said, "I haven't seen play like that at quarterback with that confidence. It can." With confidence, it can get done since UCSS guest Bernie. HNT said all the big NFL shows were going Lamar crazy today. Kyle Hagan said, McNuggets, you were right about more making a difference in this game. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. AVS said, I just won $1,675 on FanDuel thanks to the Browns. Hey, send us that ticket. We'll make sure we feature that. James Cosby had tweeted at us. Easiest way, tweeted at us. James Cosby said, going to be a... Little extra something tonight in the Kool Aid. Big win for the Browns. It's time to celebrate. We're getting there very soon. Do not worry. Uh, 2K teacher said, 49ers fan here, but I root for Watson to watch the second half. Watson has been crapped on all year by everyone. While well, they can't say anything now, he was 14 for 14 in the second half and gutted out that victory. We'll see you on Super Bowl Sunday. Kenneth Yabo says, I'm 50, and that win was one of the best I've ever seen. Ray Smith said, great Kool-Aid for Victory Monday. Fitness with Kelly Michelle uh, chimed back and said, my bad, your birthday is Tuesday. I thought it had passed. Mine's Friday the 17th. I need an invite to all the festivities. Put some respect on Kareem Hunt. Charles T, go Brownies. Let's enjoy this run. Can't wait to see this team and coaching staff at full strength. Super Bowl for sure. Browns will beat the 49ers and Ravens at their heights this year. Scorpio as well. So we appreciate the Super Chats. Uh, G, Scorpios. We're going to go around the horn. I'll let you start. Earl, you go next. I'll finish. Your last final take on the thought before we wrap up, and we will see you all tomorrow on UCS at 11. But, G, final thoughts on this game. Listen, man, um, it, it, you know, this is one we was asking for. Um, and, and we want, you know, for, uh, most of us is fighting for not only just do we want the Browns to be great, but we want, we're fighting for respect in the AFC North. And uh, this is one of those games where, you know, a lot of people didn't expect us to win this football game, but now everybody's going to understand where we're about. We got an opportunity to do something special. And this week, this win does not mean anything if we don't get it done against Pittsburgh. We got to have that one. This one don't mean nothing if we don't get that in Pittsburgh. Because if we get this in Pittsburgh, we talking about this city is going to be on fire in a way we never seen it. I talked to Earl in the barbershop and when we was getting, we was leaving the studio uh, on our radio show. And I said, man, can you imagine we get this win and we get, get ready to get one against Pittsburgh? He said, bro, city will be on fire. Well, we got part one done. Part two is still on the way. And it's in the Browns should be playing with the most confidence they've ever played with. They should play with the most energy effort. And there's no way we losing that game against Pittsburgh in our house after we did what we did. We did the improbable. This is the second time this year. I'm just proud to wear the colors. Proud to wear the colors. You're going to wear the colors. First things first. uh, Here's my wrap-up comments, man. First things first, thank you, 
everybody here in the chat at UCSS, thank you. Um, y'all been dealing with me all day. I appreciate y'all chiming in, listening to me for four hours on 92.3 The Fan, and then being with us here. Y'all have had a lot of me all day. Um, my closing comments is the same as my opening monologue, G. I started off this day at 7.01 a.m., and I said, in order for the Cleveland Browns to be a big dog, they got to go be a big dog. If you want to change the narrative of you being the same old Cleveland Browns, nationally and locally, you needed to go out here and win this game. Today was not a day for moral victories. The Cleveland Browns are now a big dog. They slayed a big dog, and now they got everybody in Cleveland walking around believing that our Cleveland Browns can beat any team in the NFL. Just put your team up against our team. We're going to battle for four quarters to the end, and we got what it takes to come away victorious. The Browns did everything that I needed them to do, that we needed them to do here on this show, that the fans needed them to do. And regardless of the national media want to show us any love and any respect, we know internally and we know here in Cleveland that the Cleveland Browns can go compete with any team in the NFL. They did what they needed to do. Deshaun Watson did what he needed to do. On to the Pittsburgh Steelers. There is no better place to be in in the entire atmosphere realm of sports than a team with a franchise quarterback. There is that is that is number one. And number two is a distant second. And for the first time in a long time, and the first time since I've been here, and the first time since the Browns have acquired Deshaun Watson, I'm gonna go to bed tonight knowing the Browns have that dude under center when it matters most. You could have LeBron James, you could have a Shohei Otani, but we all know what moves the needle. And we all know what really matters in the grand scheme of things. And that is, can your team win a Super Bowl? And I do not think it is possible for a team to win a Super Bowl in today's NFL without an elite guy calling the shots at quarterback. And in the second half today, we saw an elite quarterback for the Cleveland Browns not going against the Arizona Cardinals, going against the number one defense in all of football. And if he could do that against Baltimore with a backup left tackle, a backup right tackle, two of his top four receivers out, no Nick Chubb on the road, then why the hell can't he do that against Pittsburgh? Why the hell can't he do that against the other 10 teams on the rest of the schedule or nine teams, whatever it is, and in the playoffs? And he's only getting healthier, theoretically speaking. His shoulders should be recovering. And if you have that guy, you can rest easy at night. Because I said this before, and gee, I'll say it again. If you have that guy, Nothing else matters. You could be down an offensive tackle. You could be down a receiver. Your defense could be mediocre. But if you have that dude, you have a chance. And with four bond center, the Browns have a chance against anybody. And he needed today more than anyone else. For himself, for this city, for this fan base, and for the other 52 guys in that team. And I could not be more happy for Deshaun Watson to come out and do what he did today to outduel Lamar Jackson and to lead Cleveland to a victory in one of the more improbable ways I could have imagined. It feels damn good. And it will feel damn good to wake up tomorrow on a victory Monday, knowing we got one of those guys under center and he ain't going anywhere for a long time. So like him, love him, hate him. You're stuck with them. And if you're going to be stuck with somebody, that person better be good. And the second half to Sean Watson today was damn good. And with that, we will see y'all tomorrow on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It is a victory Monday. It is a victory UCSS postgame show. You know why? Because you 
you, you and the other 5,000 people tuned in at once. It's a new concurrent record for us. We love y'all. We love the Browns. And we will see you tomorrow with a giant pitcher of Kool-Aid on the table with G. Bush, Jason Bull, and Jay. Actually, there's no Jay tomorrow. So just three. G. Bush, Jason, Bull, myself, Earl. We will see y'all then. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.